0: Welcome to Based Liberty. I'm your host, Garen Wisely. I'm not politically correct, and I'm not afraid of the consequences for the things I say. I'm simply here to speak the truth as I see it from where I'm standing, and let the chips fall where they may. Welcome to Based Liberty, fellow thought criminal. What's up, thought criminals? Welcome to Based Liberty, episode 70. Darren Wisely here, and it's always a pleasure to be with you. we got a good show for you today. It's Monday, June 7th, 2021. What's the difference between a conspiracy theorist and a regular person? Six months. <laughs> I wish I remember who told me that. Uh, I heard it like a week or two ago, but it is just so true. Today I'm going to get into that and how we have clearly been vindicated. This whole saga with COVID and the corrupt lying Fauci and the fake media pushing this whole thing, it just shows why it's so important to reach people with the truth. Because if they could hear the other side, I know a lot I know a lot of the true believers in the COVID cult wouldn't believe us, but I think we could have woken a lot more people up if we had the avenue, the chance to do that. But of course, social media not going to let us get the truth out there and we're going to get into a little bit of that later today and <laughs> i'm also about this close to getting permanently banned on youtube i've got two strikes so i can't post anything but i am in the works of uploading videos to BitShoot, so i've got maybe six seven up there right now you can check that out if you want i've got a page up there but of course i'm still on all the main podcast platforms and that's probably the best way to listen to the show So subscribe there so you know when new content's dropping, and you're good to go. And since it's so hard to get the truth out there, I really appreciate those of you who support me. For just two bucks a month, you can join the Thought Criminal community and get the real story out there. If not, hey, it's always free to share the show with your friends. Leave us a five-star review. That'll get us up in the ratings so more people see it and can get woken up before it's too late. So today I'm gonna get into the big Tony Fauci email dump I'm sure you've heard about uh, last week. Apparently Buzzfeed uh, got like thousands, I think it's like 3,200 emails through a FOIA request. And these emails are very telling. Now I'll just preface with this, I wouldn't say there's a smoking gun, at least not that I've come across, but ultimately these emails do tell us a lot. And notably, we have been right all along. The people who believe in freedom, who aren't brainwashed by the fear-mongering mainstream fake media, we are right. Of course, anyone with basic critical thinking skills can see how none of the stuff adds up, none of the narrative we've been told makes any sense, but ultimately we're just surrounded by so many clueless sheep. So a lot of the stuff in these emails is stuff we kind of already knew, but it, It's very satisfying to just have it right there in writing. Then it can't just be dismissed as, oh, conspiracy theory, or, you know, whatever. I mean, it's right there. So this is from BuzzFeed, who, as I said, was the one who foiled these documents. And the title is, Anthony Fauci's emails reveal the pressure that fell on one man. I mean, you notice just the media whitewashing this stuff, and I'll get into more of that later. But, oh, the pressure. Oh, poor Tony Fauci, all the pressure. Yeah, what about all the havoc he's wreaked on civilization the past year? Oh, I'm sorry, I don't feel too bad for this clown. But this article does have some good email, even though, just like any of the other mainstream sources, they're trying to paint him as, you know, this good guy, this uh, public servant, you know. So So the first thing is I wanted to touch on was the topic of masks, And this email is from February 5th, 2020. Sylvia Burwell, the former Health and Human Services Secretary, emailed him and asked if she should take a mask to the airport. This is what Fauci said. Masks are really for infected people to prevent them from spreading infection to people who are not infected, rather than protecting uninfected people from acquiring infection. From acquiring infection, Fauci wrote. The typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out the virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. It might, however, provide some slight benefit and keep out gross droplets if someone coughs or sneezes on you. I do not recommend that you wear a mask, particularly since you're going to a very low-risk location. And then there's also some emails regarding masks with Ezekiel Emanuel. He's the former Obama Health advisor. Uh, He's an oncologist, bioethicist, and vice provost of the University of Pennsylvania. And his brother, you may remember, Rahm Emanuel, mayor of Chicago, done all kinds of just great things (laughs) for that city. Rahm is also the guy who uh, said that never let a good crisis go to waste during the 08 crash. Yeah, yeah, great people. But uh, Ezekiel Emanuel, in an email February 25th, 2020, asking for an updated assessment of the virus, noting that he was having a hard time seeing this as serious as everyone else. Again, this is a left-wing guy. Am I blind? Yes, very transmissible, but low mortality, like flu in many ways. The elderly, those with comorbidities and total impact is likely to be less than flu, Emanuel wrote. Later in April, Emanuel sent Fauci an email updated. He was perplexed by his seemingly strong endorsement of the anti- antiviral drug remdesivir to treat COVID-19. Was it a bit forced, Emanuel asked. My reading was the data was weak, and in normal times, for normal disease, it is not enough to approve. very unlikely to really impact COVID-19 disease pattern regardless of supply issues. Fauci Connard, I did not strongly endorse it. I specifically said it was not a knockout drug. It was only a baby step in the direction of developing more and better drugs. I said that it was important because it proved in a well-powered, randomized, placebo-controlled clinical trial that one can suppress the virus enough to see a clinical effect as modest as the effect was. I did not think I forced anything. The next day, Emmanuel sent out another email apologizing for misinterpreting Fauci's comments and invited him over to dinner on the porch. Let's go back to the mask. Fauci writes, the typical mask you buy in the drugstore is not really effective in keeping out the virus, which is small enough to pass through the material. Huh. It's almost like I've been saying that the whole time. And if you remember, Fauci did in the very beginning say masks aren't you don't need to wear one then he comes out saying you do then you have to wear two so at this time he's even saying in emails you don't need to wear a mask and he gives a very good reason for it now i know at this time he was also saying that publicly so it's not that the emails are necessarily different than anything he's saying publicly but it just goes to show you just the inconsistencies flip-flopping talking out both sides of his mouth and again if you just use Critical thinking, common sense, you know it doesn't add up. Oh, this piece of cloth is gonna protect you from the world's most deadly pandemic. Um, when most people don't know how to wear them properly, they're wearing them for weeks at a time, they're fidgeting with them. It's just it's just so stupid. But you had all these Karens running around, mask up, save lives, and, and just getting shamed for it when they don't do anything. But we have to trust the science, the with a capital T. So let's go on. Fauci's emails also show a correspondence with Bill Gates. Yeah, that's a bit concerning. (laughs) According to these emails, they've discussed vaccine options. We all know, you know, Bill Gates, he's not a doctor or anything like that. He just produces mediocre software and now he's getting a divorce. But we know Bill Gates has always been worried about this population thing, funneling all this money into this foundation he has. Uh, very, very suspect character, uh, supposedly part of this great reset thing. This is what the Washington Post had. On April 1st, the email show, Fauci spoke by phone with Gates about a global vaccine effort. The doctor said he was enthusiastic about moving forward on a collaborative and hopefully synergistic approach to COVID-19 involving federal health care agencies and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, according to emails, Gates quickly relayed the conversation to Emilio Emini, a top foundation executive who is tasked with coordinating vaccine efforts. ME immediately emailed Fauci and raised concerns about the doctor's health. Okay, well, no one cares about that. In an interview, Fauci said he has had a long standing relationship with Gates, whose foundation focuses on global vaccine access, among other issues. He said that he and Gates talk about every two weeks and that they have remained in touch about how to get coronavirus vaccines to the rest of the world. This is what C N B C had. Dr. Anthony Fauci and billionaire philanthropist that's using the term loosely, Bill Gates talk regularly these days. As you would imagine, they mostly talk about ending the pandemic. More specifically, right now. We're talking a lot about these variants and what we will do, Gates, whose Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has committed one point seven five billion to the fight against COVID nineteen, told Francis Stead Sellers during a Washington Post Live special Wednesday. So that relationship right there should should draw a lot of red flags with you. Um, obviously, Bill Gates, we don't know exactly what his agenda is, but it, it doesn't seem good. And uh, him and Fauci, I guess, are close buddies. I mean, we have no idea what kind of conflicts of interest are at play there, but it leaves a lot to the imagination. And knowing this kind of makes everything make a lot more sense while Fauci is just pushing these vaccines so hard. Um, with his buddy Bill Gates behind it, I'm sure there's all kinds of money for these crooks to make there. The origin of the virus looks a lot at this point like it was created in a lab. Uh, whether it was leaked on purpose or it was an accident, uh, I don't really have any information one way or the other. You can look into that. So I'm, I'm not trying to say it was intentional, but it certainly looks like it didn't just naturally occur as Fauci's been trying to uh, fool us all along by saying, and he had knowledge of, of this as a potential cause long, long ago. So let's look at this email, February 21st, 2020. The email show Fauci, this is from New York Post, the emails show Fauci warned early in the outbreak that the coronavirus had possibly been engineered. Still, he and other experts dismiss the controversial claim all the time. So, as far back as January 2020, Fauci received an email from a top U.S. virus researcher who wrote that unusual features of the virus may indicate it was engineered. Fauci replied that he would respond by phone. So, that's interesting. He definitely doesn't want a paper trail to whatever went on in that conversation. Then in April, the director of the National Institute of Health, Dr. Francis Collins, sent Fauci an email with the subject line Conspiracy Gains Momentum, with a link to a mediate report about a discussion on Fox News, Hannity. Both the rest of the contents of the email and Fauci's answer were redacted. The theory gained traction last month after the Wall Street Journal reported that three researchers at a lab in Wuhan, China, became so ill in November 2019 that they sought hospital treatment. Last month, Fauci, who initially backed the idea that the coronavirus originated naturally, said he was now not convinced and expressed support for an investigation. And Fauci's still defending China, telling CNN, it's quite far fetched that China deliberately engineered something so that they could kill themselves as well as other people. I think that's a bit far out, he added. So this whole time, Fauci's been been totally pushing this uh, bat theory uh, that it was naturally occurring. And as back as January 2020, he had information that it was possibly engineered uh, but of course, he's dismissing that as cookery and he has been the whole time. And as well as with the gain of function research, which he claimed he knew nothing about. Uh, remember this: you are entire, entirely and completely incorrect that the NIH has not ever and does not now fund gain of function research in the Wuhan Institute. Do they fund? Our- but we know Fauci has published gain of function. Uh, papers around like 2015 and he says oh the the NIH never gave money for gain of function research well the NIH gave them gave the money in Wuhan so yeah maybe you don't have a way to show exactly what it goes to but you're still subsidizing those efforts so if they're using them for say unethical or dangerous activities that you don't want them using then don't give them the money you give them the money Well, then it's on you what they do with it. So, again, more semantics, more hemming and hawing. But ultimately, he had all this knowledge all along, and I talked about this in an earlier episode. But he goes up there and pretends he doesn't know any of this. And not only that, but people have looked up to him the past over a year. Stupidly looked up to him. But they have. And yet, he may have known or even been culpable in the origin all along. Uh, That is the fox. Regarding the
1: government defenders of gain of function, such as yourself, say that COVID-19 uh, mutations were random and not designed by man. But interestingly, the technique that Dr. Barrick developed forces mutations by serial passage through cell culture. That the mutations appear to be natural. In fact, Dr. Barrick named the technique the Noceum technique because the mutations appear naturally. Nicholas Baker in the New York Magazine said nobody would know if the virus had been lab- fabricated in a laboratory or grown in nature. Covenant authorities in the U.S., including yourself, unequivocally deny that COVID-19 could have escaped a lab. But even Dr. Xi in Wuhan wasn't so sure. According to Nicholas Baker, Dr. Xi wondered, could this new virus have come from her own laboratory? She checked her records frantically and found no matches. That really took a load off my mind, she said. I had not slept for days the director of the gain-of-function research in Wuhan couldn't sleep because she was terrified that it might be in her lab. Dr. Barrick, an advocate of of gain-of-function research admits the main problem that the Institute of Virology has is the outbreak occurred in close proximity. What are the odds? Barrick responded, could you rule out a laboratory escape? The answer in this case is probably not. Will you in front of this group categorically say that the COVID-19 could not have occurred through serial passage in a laboratory?
0: I do not have any accounting of what the Chinese may have done and I'm fully in favor of any further investigation of what went on in China. However, I will repeat again, the NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain of function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Iran. In that clip I just played, you probably remember me discussing that on a previous episode. Rand Paul had Fauci all tongue-tied. And I just got to say, I'm thankful to have Rand Paul in the Senate because without him, we probably would have no idea of any of this truth. So um, it's good that he's, I know he's been threatened with his life for doing it, so it really is heroic. To, to push back. I just don't know why any of those other cowards, cowards up there won't. Um, but, but Fauci's lied time and time again up there. Wonder how he's gonna weasel out his, his way out of this one. But uh, here's Rand Paul in the aftermath of these emails coming to light.
2: Well, Senator, you're now calling for the firing of Anthony Fauci. Uh, what can you do in the Senate to get more answers than the ones that we have from these emails, which are still redacted.
1: You know, I think we've had a sea change of opinion. Everybody left of center was saying this was a conspiracy. No way could it have happened in the Wuhan lab. Now even Dr. Fauci is saying that we should investigate, it. but the emails paint a disturbing picture. A disturbing picture of Dr. Fauci from the very beginning, worrying that he had been funding gain of function research And he knows it to this day, but hasn't admitted. We have to get uh, Democrat counterparts that will actually use the committee hearings to investigate this. But so far, it's been such a partisan support for Dr. Fauci that he can do no wrong. But really, there's a lot of evidence that he has a great deal of conflict of interest, and that it turns out this virus came from the Wuhan lab, which it looks like it did. That there's a great deal of culpability in that he was a big supporter of the funding, but he also was a big supporter to this day of saying we can trust the Chinese on this. We can trust the Chinese scientists. And I think that's quite naive and really should preclude him from the position that he's in.
2: And referencing the point you just made, Senator, the emails, they show that Fauci was scrambling in those uh, early days of the pandemic to find out the links between the NIH funded gain of uh, function research and COVID. Now, here's how one of his NIH underlings responded to this email about a 2015 gain-of-function study that was co-authored by the Wuhan Institute of Virology's bat lady, and he said, the paper you sent me says the experiments were performed before the gain-of-function pause, but have since been reviewed and approved by NIH. Not sure what this means, since Emily is sure that no coronavirus work has gone through the P3 framework. Explain that.
1: Senator, why is that so significant here? here, Here's what makes it worse. Two weeks ago in committee hearing, he said they did not fund any gain of function research. (laughs) I quoted that specific paper. Right. So the very paper that he puts in the email, he says, oh, my goodness, we need to read this paper because we looks like we are actually funding gain of function research, which is where we juice up these viruses, take them from animals and infect them into humans. He's admitting that to his underling. He's worried about this in February of last year. But only two weeks ago, he tells me, oh, it wasn't gain-of-function research. But in his email, in well, the subject line, he says gain-of-function research. He was admitting it to
2: his private underlings seven, eight, nine months ago. I mean, could there be criminal culpability here, given given the repeated uh, uh, failures of Dr. Fauci, who is basically in charge of our much of our messaging on this and and advice on this, could there be criminal culpability (laughs) here? A a fraud or ongoing uh, collaboration with the Chinese when when he was making excuses for them?
1: At the very least, there's moral culpability. In the research done by the bat scientist in Wuhan, she gives him credit. She lists the exact NIH grant with a 10 numeral disclaimer or ID number, listing the money and thanking the NIH for the money. It's clearly gain-of-function. There are several scientists who are in this field, cellular biologists. They all say that taking a SARS, a SARS virus and adding an S-protein to it to make it infect human cells, that is the very definition of gain-of-function. It's Very dangerous. We shouldn't be doing it here or there. But Dr. Fauci has denied it to this day. But the private emails show that he was acknowledging that it was gain-of-function. Nobody was questioning it. The scientific community needs to look at this because he hides behind this veil of the lab coat that nobody can question him. Yeah, well, I believe, and by looking at the evidence, that it absolutely was gain-of-function research,
2: and and he was funding it.
1: And to this day, he's still saying he would do it again. Yeah, because he trusts the Chinese.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Well, one of those emails obtained by Buzzfeed, Senator, was from Peter Daschuk of the EcoHealth Alliance. So he was the one pushing this and doing this research. And that was funded by NIH uh, in Wuhan. So he wrote to Fauci on April 18, 2020. I just wanted to say a personal thank you for publicly standing up and stating that the scientific evidence supports a natural origin for COVID-19, not a lab release from the Wuhan. It's unbelievable.
1: But here's the thing, Laura. Peter DeZank is not a disinterested party. He's not just looking for the truth. He was the funder of the research in Wuhan. So he has a self-interest in not revealing this because no, it turns point. out the lab, the virus came from the lab, that's, that's my point too. This is a big deal. So any investigation going forward, it can't include Peter, uh, Tony Fauci, can't include Peter DeZang, because they were the ones who funded the lab. They have a conflict of interest with coming to the truth.
0: So the people involved in the investigation have a conflict of interest. I
1: just I can't even say I'm
0: surprised at this point. So I'm going to skip to the end here.
1: Preventing, you know, dangerous experiments from going on. So yeah, there's there's something rotten in Denmark, and somebody mm-hmm. needs to no get to the bottom of this. But it can't include Tony Fauci investigating himself. It's got to be an independent bipartisan commission.
2: Senator, uh, do you have any faith that a, a bipartisan commission, given <laughs> lies that have been put yeah. uh, <laughs> out there? Uh,
0: Yeah, I'm sure they're going to honestly look into it. We can't
1: even get a hearing, but realize what they were studying in that lab they've admitted to was 15 times more deadly than the virus we're dealing with. COVID-19 has about a 1% mortality. That's a lot of people. But SARS, the one from 2004, has a 15% mortality. And they were taking SARS and juicing it up and making it more infectious to human airway cells. That's a really scary thing to do particularly for the Chinese communists, who I don't think are the most trustworthy of partners.
2: Yeah, well, and and at least partly funded by the U.S. taxpayers. That is a scandal.
0: So I'm sure you're all shocked at this point, but Fauci just bold-faced lies up there time and time again. (laughs) And this whole concept of criminal culpability, of course course there's criminal culpability, but if you're going to sit here and say he's going to face some kind of punishment, I mean, you're living in a fantasy land. I'm glad the truth's coming out. I'm glad Fauci's getting exposed. I hope he gets canned as soon as possible. He deserves to be in prison the rest of his life. I mean, think about all the destruction he's caused. Suicide, businesses closing, destruction of the economy. Just psychological effects on children, losing the best days of their life. I mean, it just goes on and on. And what a depressing year and a half it's been because of this tyrant trying to cover his own butt, getting drunk off his kind of celebrity status. He's just loving it. He's such a narcissistic piece of crap. He deserves to be thrown in Gitmo, but nothing's going to happen to him. At the top level of government, when do you ever see anything happen to these types of people? It's not. It's not. I would love it, too. I'd love to see justice, as I know all of you would. But come on. (laughs) Come on. And I posted about this on Facebook the other day, and just this guy, ah, he goes, Why are people so mad about these emails? Uh, first off, they were FOIA, they weren't leaked. How do you miss the point? Okay, whether you call it a leak, okay, yeah, technically they weren't leaked, they were from a FOIA. But that's what you're getting drawn into the semantics of a Facebook meme? Dude. He's just destroyed everything. What are people mad about? Look around. How can you not be mad? What kind of a Stockholm Syndrome, Beta, weak person do you have to be to not be mad about what has gone on? And you're more worried about the wording of a Facebook meme? People just get so caught up in these stupid details and they're there to run you down a rabbit hole. Just like Fauci hemming and hawing every time he's out there. It's there to get people to pick apart the semantics and miss the bigger issue that this whole scam has been pushed on us the past year and a half. It's crazy more people don't wake up. to it. Don't worry, there's more. Another high profile player in Fauci's emails is of course Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Facebook. Zuckerberg wanted to create a coronavirus information hub. Zuckerberg also asked whether the social media company could provide resources to accelerate vaccine testing. Fauci even responded to an offer from uh, Morgan Fairchild to use her Twitter account on his behalf. So this is the email from Big Zucks. This is March 15, 2020. Tony. I want to send a note of thanks for your leadership and everything you're doing to make our country's response to this outbreak as effective as possible. I also want to share a few ideas of ways we could help you get your message out, but I understand you're incredibly busy, so don't feel a need to reply unless these seem interesting. This isn't public yet, but we're building a coronavirus information hub that we're going to put at the top of Facebook for everyone. With two goals, make sure people can get authoritative information from reliable sources and to encourage people to practice social distancing and give people ideas for doing this using internet tools. This will be live within the next 24 hours. So basically talking about the propaganda campaign he's working on. As a central part of this hub, I think it would be useful to include a video from you because people trust in which they're idiotic if they do. That's from me, not the email and want to hear from experts rather than just a bunch of agencies and political leaders. This could be done in a number of formats if you're open to it. Probably best would be recording a Q&A where you answer people's top questions, but we'd be open to other formats too. I'm also doing a series of live stream Q&As, blah, blah, blah. Finally, and this is, there's like three and a half lines here redacted. And then just closing. Again, I know you're incredibly busy, It's easy to talk live, give me a call anytime on my phone number redacted. Thanks for everything you're doing, Mark. So we know the big tech giants, Facebook, being one of the biggest culprits, have censored anything questioning the science, science. the capital T, the science, the COVID liturgy. And uh, I guess uh, Tony and Mark are good pals talking on a first name basis, trying to put this propaganda out and silence any dissent. And obviously I've seen that firsthand As I said earlier, videos taken from YouTube, all, you know, I've had Facebook things taken down, and, you know, anything you put out there that doesn't go right lockstep with their narrative, they have to put their little, this could be disinformation. I mean, I posted a meme that was supposed to be a joke. I guess Zucks doesn't have a good sense of humor because he had to let everyone know that it might not be completely accurate. But that's how these people operate, you cannot question their authority, and it's it's extremely tyrannical and it's completely arrogant because, well, look where there's authorities led us down to this devastating sinkhole. And another thing that's odd is why is all this information from Zuckerberg redacted? Now, typically, there's two ways something can be redacted from a Freedom of Information Act request one, state secrets, two, trade secrets. Well, I highly doubt this could be considered a state secret. Zuckerberg is not. Officially, at least, a government employee. Um, it's not like there's some kind of CIA secret, you know, Navy SEAL covert ops or something. Okay, well, let's rule that out. Well, trade secrets, what are those? And how are they relevant to this email? Very interesting what's in those. It's the bottom paragraph before they say their little hug and kiss at the end. But after finally, I wonder what's in there. But you can see this starting to come together. Fauci's uh totally hiding the origin of all this or what he knows could be the origin of all this him and bill gates are talking about vaccines him and zuckerberg are getting together to make sure they so you can see they're working hand in hand to control this narrative so that everyone oh yeah why aren't you following the science because it's the only thing out there. The media coverage whether it's youtube taking things down facebook you know everything on there there's a little disclaimer if it goes against the COVID liturgy that's why we can't get our side out there that's why it's so tough i mean even look at uh, msnbc look at what their interview with fauci after these emails come out i mean it's a complete joke it's complete softball questions nothing serious at all same with cnn and, and you wonder why people go along with this. I mean, I wish they'd wake up and turn that crap off, but they only hear one side of the story. And that's why supporting shows like this is so important, because if we reach more people, we can get the truth out there. We can get more people on our side. So that's why I just appreciate all you guys' that support. And it's a it's a small little pitch for you guys to get on board. It's just two bucks a month and you just can't make this stuff up fauci now has a book deal on wait for it truth and service (laughs) truth and service i mean how arrogant narcissistic and just i mean truth and service yeah maybe service to the chinese service to bill gates service to big pharma he's done a lot of service for them he's enriched them Okay, service to Big Pharma. If that's what your book's about, Fauci, I got you. It's called Expect the Unexpected by Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> I mean, you just can't make this stuff up. But I'm really glad that all the devastation he's caused the past year, he's going to make a book deal. It. He's going to make money up. Torturing your kids, he's making money off it. Absolutely discussed. So a lot of very insightful information in these emails. You see more people calling for his firing in the kind of mainstream conservative con ink type of people, but the problem is I've been calling for this all along. When every single inconsistency doesn't add up, that's when it's time to dump the fraud, quit listening to him as he drives us into this ditch. And it's there if you look at it. That's why I just don't get how more people haven't. But these people in the news, they want to make excuses. Oh, he's, he's trying his best. No, he's not. He's not. Oh, public service. No, he's not. He's not a public servant. But now that we have this hard proof, these emails 14 months later, oh, now we're all on board for it. Now we're going to tweet about it. It's like, okay, well, maybe if you guys were on board earlier, we wouldn't be in this complete disaster that we're in. I'm just so tired of these people, you know, oh, well, he's not really a bad guy He's just a government bureaucrat and the incentives are there to You know, he's a little too uh, Confident in his own. No, he's not. He's corrupt. He's a criminal. He needs to be thrown in Gitmo Everything here shows you that He had good reason to believe about the real origin He didn't even bring it up and then he's the guy doing the investigation. He loved the limelight. He loved getting drunk off his own power. That's what it is. Now he's got this book deal. He's going to make money off that. I guess this thing might get canceled or something, so so maybe the book deal's off, but regardless. I mean, enriching big pharma, in bed with Bill Gates, censoring things with Zuckerberg. And he gets up there on stand and lies and lies and lies. I mean, he perjures himself all the time. He's not just a misled, bumbling bureaucrat. He's an evil, sinister criminal, part of this pharmaceutical, industrial complex agenda. Whatever, you know, I see public trust in him dwindling. That's encouraging. Maybe we'll start seeing those St. Fauci rosaries up at uh, garage sales now. People wake up. I just want to say thanks to all of you who support me, who support the show, and actually just take a step back and think and use that nugget. It's real encouraging just because of the outright delusion that's gone on over the past year. I mean, it gets depressing at times. I'm sure you felt the same way. That's why we got to stick together, because we're not in it alone. We don't need the majority of people. We just need a strong minority. Hopefully you feel vindicated in some sense, because anyone who speaks the truth simply refuses to go along with the phony baloney charade, gets demonized, treated like a lunatic. Oh, your tinfoil hat. Well, guess what? We are right. And we know we've been. That's why we need to keep sticking together, reverse this insane power grab. Because this is our chance. This is where people are losing confidence. We gotta get in there and say, look, this is it. While they're open-minded about it. Because otherwise, we know, and I talked about this last episode, just the short-term memory. You know, two years from now, they'll probably get fooled by the same thing again if we don't wake them up. Because ultimately, we can't let this happen again. We know the agenda, you know. Get your poke every year or else we lock you in your homes, force you to wear masks, destroy your kids' social life. <sighs> so we, we got to do it. It is encouraging, though, that that the truth starting to come out. So use that momentum to, to make an impact, to get people waking up, share the show with them. Thanks a lot for tuning in. We'll catch you later in the week. I hope you're having a good day. Take care.
2: <laughs> What is
1: democracy?
0: What is democracy? It's got something to do with young men killing each other.
1: And when it comes to my turn, will you want like me to go? For democracy, any man would give his only begotten son.